in a world of dungeons, dragons, and devious DMs, four adventurers set out to save the mysterious land of Blail Flow. I'm Frank Bunty. I'm Bonnerail. I'm Lord Sugar. I'm Draco Justice. And I'm Doddy, the resident DM. Nerd OD&D from the Nod Network. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and wherever else you get podcasts. So it was just a day full of cows, of cow-related stuff. That's true. Which is utterly delightful. I bet, I bet. Hello, welcome to another edition of the ever-awesome Nerd OD podcast with your host, Dan. And me, Reg. I like the musicality of your introduction there, Reg. Oh, yeah. You think one day we could do a musical episode, like a lot of sitcoms, when they're starting to get a little bit, I don't know, a little bit tired and old in the tooth, they just, they, they do a musical episode. You know, <laughs> so like Scrubs did then, it, Grey's yeah. <laughs> Anatomy apparently did it, uh, uh, Glee did it all the time, it was weird, it's like they didn't have any other thing to do. Yeah, that was a bit mm-hmm. of a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow, that that is that the first Glee reference that we've done <laughs> in the OD pod? Because it used to be our yeah. reason for why Sean never made it on pod. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Sean did have a little bit of a Glee obsession. But I think yeah, but... I don't think anyone has a Glee obsession anymore. No. Sort of. Uh, yeah, it, it lost its thing, didn't it? That's a shame. <laughs> it's, it's a cursed show as well. Like. Because obviously there was the the the, the main character um, took that you know he had a drug overdose didn't he and died. Um, one of the guys got arrested for I think I want to say underage images. It's probably the most you know PC way of saying it uh, without iTunes or any spot like Spotify going. Yeah, we can't have this on our platform. <laughs> uh, something like that. And then there was. Um, the another one recently another one of the cast died like drowned didn't she oh wow fell out of a boat and her daughter was on the boat and then yeah it was horrible anyway hi welcome to... <laughs> i was gonna say yeah this started off dark sorry so i quite, just quite, you know, i just wanted quite to... an entertaining like yeah future episode of just the musical it's fine because yeah, exactly. Next next time it'll be nothing but positivity. It'll be music. what what angle would we take? Do you think it would be a proper like um, you know, like Andrew Lloyd Webber style musical, like Joseph or something like that, or do you think we'd go down the Hamilton route? Um, without seeing Hamilton, I'd probably say Hamilton. Okay. okay, well, I mean, just I just mean like no, not really singing, more more rapping, rap talking. Both. So it's a bit of a mix of both. I think, yeah, I think depending on what the on what the story is, or what or what the news is, depends on the uh, on the style of the of the actual. Um, we're well, talking about people from Glee being dead or arrested. It, it's 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 like a ballad, right? Has to be, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and and talking of of musical, did you watch any of Eurovision, Reg? I will say that's a big fat zero. I, I would say out of the last, say, four or five uh, Eurovisions, I've watched three of them. So it's not like I'm a fan. It's not like I go on my way to watch them. But I, I've definitely decided I really, really enjoy watching it on in the background with other people. So those three times I've watched it have all been 
at people's houses or something like that. Um, and now we're allowed to have minimal people enter our abodes. Um, I had Sean round. So Sean, who hasn't got time to podcast, but he's definitely got time to come all the way to my house and eat all the food that I made. Um, and Claire, they both came round and we watched Eurovision, the four of us. It was wonderful. It's a fun little evening. That sounds delightful. It, it was because I got to cook lots of delicious food, which I I, I like cooking for other people. It's just it's something I enjoy. I do like your cooking. Thank you. Your cooking. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, invite yourself around sometime. I will. Do I have to give you like advance warning, or do you? Um, like well, we we only decided about five hours before um, Eurovision started that um, people could come round. Sean was like, does anyone want to come around and watch? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll buy some nibbles or something. And then Claire says, you can come to mine. I'll just buy pizza. And he goes, no, no. Uh, Eurovision requires nibbles, not pizzas. And I said, well, I'll, I'll cook. Um, and they were like, okay, we'll come to yours. And then there we go. The rest is history. I was, um, I was devouring a 40-ounce tomahawk steak Jeez. while you watched Eurovision. What, what's a typical, when you buy a steak... What is a typical... It's usually between 8 to 12. Okay, because I don't... Regardless of whether I eat meat or not, I just have never eaten steak. I, I don't understand that concept. Not that not, not, not eat meat. Just the fact that you've never gone like, you know what, I'm going to eat steak. Yeah, I find it really boring. Uh, I, I For some reason, I, I like it. I, I, I like the same meat, like, minced up and put into a hamburger shape. <laughs> 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 it's the same thing really it's just yeah something about that that form i like I've, I've had steaks before and i just i don't know i don't feel like i get that much out of it i'm not right so not, you have had steak i have i've had a steak yeah right okay I, it's just when you said that you've I've never had, had a bone. steak at a quite good place as well so i was like you know what it was um when when i previously got married oh yeah i went when i when i was getting married the, the first time which you know don't we don't talk about um we i went with my in-laws to the restaurant at one of the places we were looking at going to eat um and i was a bit i was a little bit pickier on my food back then but i was just like none of this sounds appealing but okay do you know what i'm at a posh restaurant i'm not paying (laughs) let's have a steak and i had the steak and i was like yeah yeah it was fine (laughs) although one of my favorite meals I've ever had anywhere was actually steak kind of in Tokyo. It was um, this thing called gyukatsu. So katsu is breaded anything. So when you have a, uh, you know, katsu curry, it's it's not the curry that's the katsu. It's the breaded chicken or whatever you have. Um, so it was steak that was, um, it was barely cooked. So the outside was sealed um, and it was coated in breadcrumbs which is kind of weird, obviously. Don't do that very often with steak. But um, you had this little burner on your table, so they put a little um, little firelight in, in, in it. It looked like a sort of a, almost a candle, like incense burner type thing. Um, and it, it heated up a tile on the top of it. And you would take your, your steak, and like it was cut into strips, and you would place it on top of it, and it would cook it. It would cook the rest of it to however your liking was. And it was one of the most amazing meals I've ever had in my life. I absolutely loved it. So, uh, yeah, steak. But anyway, what, 40 ounces? <laughs> yeah, 40-ounce tomahawk steak. It was Ash's birthday um, on Eurovision night. Okay. So we, oh, we had plans. 
to go to um, to like a, the the fanciest like steak place in Chester, yeah. um, and then like literally a week before the message just to be like, yeah, unfortunately we're now closed for renovation. I was like, oh, oh, I mean, you know, why you, not do that? Thought, yeah, yeah. While, while, while you can actually open and make money, no, you know, it's not like you've been shut for three months. <laughs> All right, so we were like, right, okay, so we decided we were going to go. Uh, to a steak place in Mold, uh, which is called Just Steak, um, okay. which, despite the name, sells more than just steak. Well, what is even the point? Um, but it is incredible. It's like it's it's weird because when it first opened, it had like you know like gospel singers and stuff there, and it was like. Right. It, it was and it, it sounded insanely fancy and really nice and they used to come around and instead of like menus apparently it was like pictures of a cow and you'd just be like i want it from there right and okay like, that's how you chose it all like and then like when, you would see in some kind of american road trip movie where they're in texas and they stop at a little roadside restaurant and they they uh they bring out the cow and you point at it and then it's a big challenge and then one of them throws up and you know it's hilarious uh yeah I suppose but with a piece of paper yeah but with like a fancier version of that <laughs> okay sounds good um but then when we went it's like turned into like i suppose one of the you know the places like um like hickories no a bit like a, a barno's or like a um an almost famousy you know like that okay. like that right, type right, of right, right. place excuse like, us well well we just mentioned lots of local restaurants that none of you have ever heard well, most people should know like almost famous or yeah i'm trying I think to think of, like american I don't think there's any outside the northwest but oh, yeah, oh they're not i don't think so i think you saw sort of manchester leeds liverpool that sort of area but it's it's a very contemporary sort of like modern take on a restaurant it's not yeah. like a a fancy sit down meal but it's not like a fast foody type place either it's okay. like a, a bespoke venue uh, so this one is like you, you sit on like back ends of cows as stools okay that's, that's really stuff. leaning on this cow um, thing well yeah that's where 98 percent of their their income comes from is cows <laughs> so i suppose we do um and you're in like it sounds really bad but it's not it's like cattle grids and uh, you know the grids all around you and yeah. so it feels um, like you've been like, herded into it all i'm gonna put it out there i'm gonna guess they do not serve their food on plates they do what they do i mean good on them thank goodness but that really shocks me yeah you thought we'd just been on a like a bit of turf yeah exactly or like a shovel or something like that yeah but oh, no yeah, it's, but it's, it's not that and their steak knives are the biggest steak knives I've ever had in my life. I looked at it and I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, it's... You had a 40-ounce was... tomahawk steak then. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, fair days. But it was funny because we went from literally going, we're going to go to this nice, fanciest steak place ever and we're going to have a really nice romantic, you know, yeah. sit across from each other, just like have a nice little steak, peppercorn sauce and the chips and whatnot as we have a, a lovely conversation about other things to just literally tear it apart for a steak in the middle yeah. of a cattle grid bit. And I was like, yeah. So the, the, the change in this, the, the atmosphere and the, uh, the surrounding of the night has completely gone. Yeah. And it's now just a, Hey, we've got another free night. Let's just smash back a shit ton of food, have a few drinks and go home and then literally sit around Netflix for half an hour, deciding what to watch before you fall asleep. Cause you're that full. Yeah. Food coma. So, I remember yeah. those. So it was uh, it was fun times, but 
It was good. And uh, we went to the ice cream farm before it as well. Ah, awesome. Uh, which was which was utterly delightful. I bet, I bet. So it was just a day full of cows, of cow-related stuff. That's true. Wow. Uh, which is great. But now, obviously, they've, they've opened everything back up again. We bought, a pe- like, Oliver a play pass um, to go to this bit. So you get, like, okay. a card. Yes. And it's got, like, 25 little segments on it. So you get 25 plays of okay. whatever is there. Um, and we bought it, and then we went, and it pissed down rain, so we had to stop it. And then we went into lockdown. So uh-huh. we've had this card for like a year and a half. I'm like, he's literally had a chance to go on one thing before <laughs> like we we left for the day. Yeah. So when the, we were um, there. So. I'm sorry, I was just going to say the ice cream farm, basically Cheshire Farm uh, ice cream um, is is a local hotspot. It's like it's like it's almost it's like the most ridiculously over the top ice cream shop and farm you've ever seen mm. um it's pretty amazing but it's it's uh it's almost like a little mini theme park but everything is just amazing it's not like these cheap little rubbish things they spend an awful lot of money in making a huge like play area for kids and go-karts and everything so just to give people a little bit of understanding anyway carry on yeah so i was gonna say so uh, we we literally started off we'd be going there and you know do all your little covid checks and whatnot mm. um and then we were like right what do you want to go on first and he chose this they built this huge awesome like um water and sand building mm. going and it's just got like loads of um like stainless steel bowls and bassinets and like apparatus that the kids can use to wind water up and create okay, massive puddles yeah. and mini lakes and that sort of stuff. Um, and the, the building's huge to be fair. Like mm. it's got nothing for us adults. It's literally for the kids yeah. um, to go through with. And then the second half of it is all like part sand and you can, you know, just play around in the sand pits and you've got stuff to sand to go down and create castles and all this sort of stuff with. Um, and he was in there for like a good hour and a half just literally going on all these different things loving this life before or after you'd had ice cream this is before so ice, cream. Waiting for ice cream oh that's that's terrible yeah you, you have to finish the day with the ice cream at the ice cream i, I would say book in the day reg uh because this the state that you can get in and then having to if it was just me me and you that went then mm-hmm. yeah you know midday whatever however you want to do it do it then but with him he's so excited to see everything and do everything. It's got to be get everything done in the day. And then, like his least favorite part of the ice cream farm is literally the ice cream. Wow. So, Come so on. you do that at the You're end. Him completely wrong there, Reg. Come on. <laughs> well, not really. Cause like he, he if you're a, like a two year old, do you, you want to sit down on a seat for like half hour and eat something cold? Or do you want to go on go-karts, bouncy marshmallows, um... trampolines, like I don't remember, bits. is my exactly. honest answer. The correct answer, then, Dan, is you don't want to sit down for okay. ages. It's only when you're knackered, you're like, go on then, I'll sit down. So okay. that's what we have to do. We have to literally get him on absolutely everything for like five hours and then go, ooh, would you like some ice cream? And he's like, does it mean I get to sit down? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, he went and he chose uh, the ice cream. And I was like, go on, mate, you can choose. And it's, it's literally, you've got huge huge like ice cream vats haven't they that are there like we've yeah. got 20 different tubs on each row and there's like three rows going down and each one's different flavors of just crazy stuff so like Ferrero Rocher you've got um like aniseed and aniseed and lemon um mm. was the last one that I was like that's a bit yeah. weird but I had peanut butter 
caramel and uh, chocolate was one of my ice creams. Mm. The bubble gum, obviously, you have to get because it's the greatest thing that they do. Um, I like the, the raspberry Oreo one. Yeah, that's quite nice. The raspberry Oreo mm-hmm. white chocolate one. Yeah, that's good. I had that as well. Um, and I said to Oliver, I was like, right, choose what you, how would you like it? Um, and last time he wanted it in the cone with all the sprinkles, you know, the big fancy ones. Yeah. That are like three quid more than the, the bog standard cone. And I was like, which one would you want? And he's like, ooh, that. And then he's seen a kid have the cup that's got like a cow's face on it or a duck's face on it. And he can put an ice cream scoop in there. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, no, wait, hold that. I want that. And so he was like, oh, like really excited. So I was like, go on then. Since it's your mum's birthday, you can have whatever you want as well. So he had the, the cup, even though he's got like three at home already. Um, and I was like, which ice cream would you like? And the woman was laughing, going, oh, which one would you like? Would you like, oh, this one's banana. And he was like, nah. She's like, chocolate. He's like, nah. And he's like, pointing to like the rum and raisin. And I was like, um, <laughs> no, no, you can't have the rum and raisin because you're two. And I was like, why don't we have this one? And it's like the unicorn one. Yeah. Um, and he was like, nah. And he was like, look at all the different ones. And he was like, that one. And I was like, you, you, no, you can't have the rum and raisin one. And I was like, why don't we move away from that one? <laughs> and I was like, look at this one. Ooh, peanut butter. You like peanut butter? And he was like, ooh, nah. So I was like, I'll have peanut butter on my one. And he was like, yeah, I'll have it then. I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm having it. I'm going to eat yours because you're blatantly not going to finish it. So I'll you're going to have something different than what I'm going to have. So we'll do it this way. <laughs> Um, so like he eventually was like, go on then, I'll have the, the unicorn one. So he, cause only because I was like the episode of Teen Titans go where Starfire and Raven talk about the unicorns. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he started pointing to the, the unicorn one. So I was like, brilliant. And then as soon as you stuck it in, he was like, no, 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 no. And point to the chocolate one. And I was like, I am really sorry. And she started laughing. She's like, don't worry about it. So she took it out, put in the chocolate one. And then he's like, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh, my God, just fucking stop putting her, stop making her put in ice cream scoops into the cup and just choose one because otherwise I'm going to have to pay for all of these. So just choose one scoop and you can have it. And in the end, I was like, you know, can you just put three scoops in the cup and I will just mix them up? She's like, "Um, we're only supposed to put one in. I was like, can I have three? I will pay for them, obviously. Can you just put the three he shows in? She was like, yeah, go on then. So like he did that. Um, and then he changed his mind about the cup completely and just wanted it in a cone. So I was like, can I also have a cone? I'll just separately, just no ice cream, just buy a cone. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no worries. So we had like the full shebang of everything um, with like sprinkles and M&Ms and whatnot on it. Uh, not M&Ms, Smarties um, on it. Um, and the good thing is we could give him all this stuff. And then when the hype was just about to kick in and he'd just go absolutely mental, we were like, right, Ash's mom and dad, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 12 o'clock and we're off for the day. You need to put up with Oliver going mental. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and apparently he didn't sleep till about like half two in the morning or something because he was that wired from literally having ice cream and going back and having chocolate cake to celebrate Ash's birthday. <laughs> that he was just literally going crazy the entire day like climbing walls and stuff so that was and you uh, didn't care because you had 40 ounces of meat inside you yeah 40 ounces of meat and i had the, the chips you had two different types of chips you had white white truffle chips 
Um, And you also had beef dripping chips, which uh, were just like insanely good. And their onion rings were just like on fire. So it was, it was a beautiful day just dedicated solely to meat and just completely ruined the evening because Mm. we were that stuffed. You couldn't even like, do you want to put on the film? Yeah. What do you want to watch? I really don't care. I'm too full. (laughs) Right. Okay. Excellent. So we, like I said, we flicked through Netflix for like a good like half hour uh, before deciding, sod that, we're not going to watch any of that. We'll watch the finale of Taskmaster, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we watched, started watching that Mayor of Easttown with Kate Winslet. Okay, yep, yep. So, yeah. Oh. Well, it sounds like an awesome day. But do you know who didn't have an awesome day? Or at least an awesome, e- awesome evening? The it guy was, uh, from Eurovision. Yeah, James Newman. Nilpois. I mean, it's happened lots to the UK. That is a, a, a famous fact that we've got zero points, I don't know, a, a lot of times. A good mm. percentage of Eurovision finals, we've got zero points because the Europe just hates us. Yes. Um, more so now. Since they brought in, um, have you seen how it works now? You have all your jury uh, votes um, and they pick, they, they give out like 12 points. Uh, and and ten and eight and six and five four three yeah um, and then you get the public vote which is totally separate so they go through all the the jury votes and then in reverse order they they go through um, what score each country got from the phone voting from around Europe yeah. um, so you know obviously they start off with whoever has zero or very low. Um, and then they announce, well, the percentage of the vote that they got gives it this amount of points. So generally, the people who win, they might be standing on about 200 points at the beginning, uh, sorry, at the end of the jury vote. And then when mm. you bring in a tele vote, it's like, here's another 400 points. So yeah. someone, like in, in, the, in, in this case, where Italy, where I think we're about sixth or something like that after the jury vote, suddenly they got insane amounts of points and jumped up. Um, but because it's so weirdly weighted, I remember the last time they did it, I think I might have only done it once. No one got zero. It was like everyone got like, you know, 12 points or something like that. So there's a few, a few points in this, the bottom four teams all got zero. Um, unfortunately that meant that, yeah, the UK got absolutely zilch. Um, and the thing is, I'm really, I was really curious how I wish they'd announced like, this is how each country voted, but I found a, um, an article that says so apparently 60% of the voting countries put the United Kingdom in the bottom two. Wow. Yeah. Um, the best we did. So mm, let me see. Uh, I think, yeah, Malta put us at number 14 out of this is out of 26 entries. Wow. Um, our average was 23.4. <laughs> If you took the whole 26 countries. Um, oh, and, and in fact, Poland almost gave us a point. They put us at 11th. So oh, if we'd have been just a little bit better, so that's close. how the jury, that is. If the jury had thought, yeah, we were a little bit better than that, they would have given us a point. Now, <laughs> I don't get is why, why why don't we ever put anyone good forward for it? I don't know. It's a, the used, didn't there used to be a thing? Yes, there absolutely where, used to be. Now there is not because one of the countries, I can't remember which one, had Flo Rider. Yeah, that was... Uh, Granted, I he was say, guesting, but still. Oh, uh, what the hell? Is Uruguay or something? No, that's or not Europe. Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Morocco. That sounds about right. 
Yeah, something stupid like that. Well, yeah. Not stupid, but something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, San Marino. San Marino. That's it. San yeah. Marino. That's Which the, just that's the badger. When when everyone was walking in at the beginning, everyone was appearing, you know, walking out of the doors, and they were like, "It's it's Great Britain, it's France." And um, the, the act came out for San Marino, and I, as a joke, went, "It looks like Flowrider," and then it went, and Graham Norton went, "And he's got Flowrider with him." And I'm like, "What? What is Flowrider doing at Eurovision? That shouldn't be allowed." Surely it should yeah. be someone from your... I get that he was a guest. The thing is, it didn't make a difference. I think people almost went, yeah, we're not voting for them. But I still don't get why, like, the, the Italian act that won were apparent, apparently quite big in, you know, around sort of the Italian-speaking uh, part of the world. Um, so, you know, they almost get that little bit of a head start. Mm. Uh, Whereas, you know, we've got stuff like, I mean, stick, send like Little Mix or something like that. And surely you're going to get some votes. You just, you want to avoid getting zero, right? Yeah. I, 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 I don't understand why we actually just take part in it. Because we, we, we're we, one of the big five. We pay uh, for an awful lot of it. So the big five are the countries that fund, that mostly fund it. Um, I know, so we, we're all likely through. No, we I agree. Never do anything in it, but always. No. I mean, <laughs> so why TV ratings? I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm, if we didn't appear in it, I doubt it would make any difference to anyone, other than it would save BBC a heck of a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, someone needs to put put it, put it on the side of a bus that if we stop funding Eurovision, we can uh, fund a hospital for a day and a half. That's true. There you go. Or stop Top paying the, the BBC license fee, and then everyone will be like, "Yes, that's it. We, oh, that's the reason why I pay your revision." Yeah, and that's weird as well. I was reading a Reddit post about someone saying, "I've decided I'm going to stop paying uh, the license fee because I don't watch BBC. Uh, I won't use iPlayer, so I feel like I'm fine with it. What can I expect?" And people are like, "Well, if you declare to them you're not going to uh, pay it, then you will start to get letters, and then you will get people coming around your house." And you can just tell them to get lost. If you want them to absolutely stop it, you need to sort of write them a letter quoting legal precedents and stuff like that. Like, stop sending your people because they're trespassing on my land. And I was thinking about it. Like, it's I can't remember how much TV license is, but I think it's more than Netflix, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, £13, £13.20, something. Something like that a month. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's very little I watch on BBC. I think Shell would be disappointed as you couldn't watch MasterChef and uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. But at the same time, is it worth, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, it took me ages to go, oh, I should pay £7 to get uh, Amazon Prime. All right, go on, let's pay that. Yeah, I'm quite happily paying £13 a month for a TV license for something <clears> that <throat> I barely really use. But You know what? It's something I never even think about, but yeah. No, but it literally is. And it's like it's a whole other subscription, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and it definitely used to be. I'm certain of it that it used to be. If your TV was capable of receiving um, t- TV signal, then it was. Uh, it was mandatory. It, it was mandatory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To the point where um, I forget whether it was my dad's church. I think it might have been, or it might have just been a story I heard where they just destroyed the aerial um, input on the TV, so it yeah. could not possibly. It had a scarce or whatever, so they could play DVDs because that's all they used it for. <laughs> but, but yeah anyway uh, i i definitely feel like you know if we want to if we want to get better than zero points send someone decent if we don't that's fine you know we get a bit of press from having zero points but 
I don't know. Yeah, you just you, you would never want to be next year's artist, would you? Well, maybe that's, that's the problem. Maybe that's why <laughs> likes of Little Mix, etc., just like yeah, we don't want to be getting involved with that. Mm. It's a very political thing, isn't it? So it's a shame, really. Oh, you should keep the politics out of the music. True. Very true. I don't know. Um, have you heard about? Do, do you are you aware of something called an NFT? Yes. Okay, and you know the concept of it and what exactly it is. Yes. Okay, good, good, because it took me a while to get my head around it when I heard about them a couple of months ago. But ultimately, it's like for people who don't know, an NFT, it's a non fungible transaction. So, and essentially, it is an item that is digital, but there can only be one or X amount, whatever they decide, there can only be this amount. And granted, you know, if someone made a photo, you could just copy the photo it's not like that it's it uses um cryptocurrency like the the bit of the um the thingy chain i forget what they call it to um the blockchain to like almost serialize that item to say this is this item so when you buy it it is yours is your property you can then sell it on for a profit or whatever or you can collect them so lots of artists and YouTubers and musicians and all sorts of stuff have made these items. And a lot of them are just taking things that are very popular already and just saying, here's an NFT of it. And the only reason that people are doing it is because then people are deciding that they're worth more than they paid for it originally, just like Bitcoin at the end of the day. Um, but the, the big one this week was that, do you remember Charlie bit my finger? I was reading this. Yeah. Ridiculous. And his excuse well, for doing it. Well, no, I mean, if if you've got something like that, that, you know, any any meme that you're involved in, that you've made probably very little money out of it because it was just something you stuck out on the Internet back before you could make really make money out of things, um, then why, you know, absolutely go for it to make as much money as you can out of that meme. I yeah, think I, just, I don't understand why someone bought it. Like, well, they... I feel I think they own the video technically now. That was part of the deal as well with that. Yeah. But not. But again, not that that is the point of it. it. It they could put it back onto the marketplace now and say, right, well, I paid eighty thousand dollars for it or whatever it went for, or whatever it's going for. I'm not sure. Is it finished? Um, yeah, it's finished. It went for like five hundred. Uh, 560 something thousand okay so that value for that item now has been set that is what it's worth um so someone else just needs to come in and say all right yeah it's just like art isn't it at the end of the day i i will pay 600,000 for that i'll you know i want it for for more and it's it, it's worth what the market says it's worth which again is exactly like a, a, a painter makes makes a painting mm. uh, when he's not popular, he might sell them for twenty quid down by the you know, down by the canal, just painting things and and selling them for next to nothing. Um, and then when he's really famous, he can sell them for like two hundred fifty grand or whatever. And it's exactly the same item. It's just the market's decided that thing is worth this amount. At least with this, and it was the same with um, do you know you know the YouTube channel H three H three? Um, have you seen vape vape nation vape nation? Can't say have. All right, it was a really big, big popular video, like tens of millions of, of views about it, back when vaping was taken off, and he just the guy dressed up as this stereotypical vapor and just went around going vape nation. And there's a lot more to it. It's kind of funny, but right. they they auctioned that off as an NFT, 
um and they said you that is your video then you know that it's they've made an awful lot of money off from youtube from advertising on that video but they're like that is whoever gets the nft there's only one of them and that is then your video you own that video so at least you're getting something kind of physical with it i guess you're getting the ad revenue maybe mm. <laughs> but yeah it's 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 an odd thing i i get it i i would never invest in it but it just seems to be the thing that people are doing baby metal did um did one recently there was a hundred i think it was a hundred maybe a thousand i think there's a hundred of these um uh, of, of these nfts but um and they were a hundred dollars but you got a a special limited edition vinyl of the new um 10 years of baby metal album um so you at least again got something physical for it and i guarantee like because they weren't auctioned they were just you can buy it this much i guarantee they'll be worth more than that because i mean even even get, getting a vinyl of some of the old stuff is probably more than 100 quid so the fact mm. really limited <clears throat> and you got something physical out of it you know i kind of get that when there's something physical but yeah other than that it's very weird i don't know um the, the i was I, I don't know whether you've seen that we've we've now started an, the official nerd od tiktok we got on that bandwagon reg uh... yeah i mean um, it, i my plan for it is not to do tiktoks like they are typical like let's say like sean does you mm. know um it's just it's another way to get this sort of stuff out there so i might post clips from the podcasts and stuff or we've got an awful lot of um like comic-con stuff i think that would live quite nicely there you know just little minute clips of the songs or the games and stuff like that so started doing that but um i was i was on the account the other day so i think it was yesterday last night in the states it was comic relief so they apparently have comic relief there as well um and they had a concert um that they streamed live on tiktok which was coldplay it's half an hour and it was it was literally Coldplay singing a load of songs off the new album. Um, and I was flicking through the sort of the TikTok feed and it got to um, it got to an advert for this. And it was Chris Martin. I'm just going to try and find his clip because I've, I just found it so funny. Um, hold on. Coldplay. He basically it was him on the camera to the camera going, hey, this is Chris Martin from Coldplay. Um, we're going to be tonight. We're going to be doing our first ever. <sighs> tiktok concert and he does this pause and like breath i was like i hate that i'm saying these words but tiktok <laughs> concert i'm just gonna find it now because it was brilliant um uh here we go and we'd love you to join us for our first ever concert on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that took me so much but I, I when I saw that the concert was actually happening, so I flicked on it, and it was literally the like think about it anyway. TikTok is a vertical video platform, right? Yeah. Concerts generally the band are not all very standing very close together; they are spread out across the stage. So you pretty much need that to be horizontal, right? Yeah. So it it wasn't, you know, quite easily if they had filmed it horizontally, people would have just turned the phones, right? But no, they they had this vertical video, and all it was. All the money that Coldplay and TikTok and and um, Comet Relief clearly have was definitely not wasted on this. It was clearly someone holding an iPhone or something, just running around the stage filming them. Like it was so shaky. Like they hadn't even invested in a gimbal. 
Unfortunately, it's not. I don't think it's on like demand. I don't think you can rewatch it. But it was just it's the the worst things I've ever seen. I have got better equipment than that, and I've spent next to nothing on the stuff we use. Nice. Absolutely crazy. But but yeah, go to um, Nerd OD. It's just at Nerd OD. Um, and there's only one thing there now, but there'll be more once I've got time. I promise. Or it'll just be like many of our other things, like our Twitch that we started that we never used, but put on our business cards. Oops. Yeah, I did. I did attempt to do a couple of them, and then I got booted off it, and then that Oliver and uh, yeah, yeah, that happened. It's typical. Um, I I went to see Godzilla versus Kong. You might be interested to hear, Reg. I went to the cinema. Lovely. It was empty, and it was lovely. I I I went and bought a subway, and I sat on the back row uh, in my big fat reclining chair and ate my subway while watching Godzilla punch Kong lots. And what was your outcome? So I'd heard an awful lot of bad things, like people complaining about just bad story, and it was just pointless. It was just one excuse after the other to have them fighting. And you know what? It was probably the best of the bunch. That doesn't mean it was good. It was still pretty badly written, but it it was kind of entertaining. I remember watching... um, King of the Monsters and just being really completely bored out of mind. Although when I say best of the bunch, Skull Island was by far the best, but I just mean out of the Godzilla movies, really. Right, yeah. Um, There was just an awful lot of you know, like things you would expect in like a 90s slash 2000 action movie, just which I thought we were past by now. And I'm sure I've said this about a a lot of things over the, the podcast history, but I don't know. I I feel like with some of the quality action movies we've been treated to over the last sort of decade, Hollywood's better than this now. Things like, um, I mean, it's just you know every um, every DC movie just ends in a massive battle. Speaking of which, I, I was forced not necessarily forced. I was like, oh yeah, let's give it another go. Uh, watched Aquaman last night. Um, oh, really? like, oh, I want to watch that. You know, let's have a look. And. I just thought maybe maybe my memory of it just is a bit skewed and maybe I'll enjoy it a little bit more now. No, no, it's really bad. Really, really bad. Um, but anyway, Godzilla vs. Kong was better. Um, things like there's the there's a massive, um, like Godzilla turns up at this, this big science facility um, in Florida down by the coast and he destroys it all completely like they, they only have a few minutes warning that Godzilla, Godzilla's coming and then he just destroys the whole thing destroys a pier, half a city and then the next thing you see is a news report and it's like oh the, uh, Godzilla attacked the, a town in Florida, there are eight dead dozens injured, I'm like there's no way, there's absolutely no way that only eight people died <laughs> that's it, it, things like that it's just incredibly badly written and then the whole millie bobby brown storyline like they brought her in on the last movie and i get you know why they did because she's obviously quite popular and it's it, it kind of as a as a as, i mean is she even a child actor anymore but as a sort of an actor playing a a, a kid in a movie she's she's pretty good she is quite a good actress she's a bit over the top at times but she's kind of good um 
but her whole storyline is entirely pointless. Like she she basically befriends this uh, this podcaster who's like conspiracy theorist, um, saying about you know everything that's happening with the um, with Godzilla and and Mothra and King Kong and everything like that. And he obviously everyone thinks that he's talking rubbish, but it turns out he's the only one really who is accurate with everything. So they go on this whole quest to find. Um, to like find out exactly what's going on and they end up in hong kong um where there's this huge massive battle at the end of godzilla versus kong and someone else uh, in case people haven't seen it, i don't want to spoil it because it was quite a nice little twist to see this character show up but they end up saving the day but no one knows about it it's just there's something that happens behind the scenes that this eventually this complete side story that no one else is aware of or cares about happens and then suddenly they do something they like press a button and like oh everyone's saved it's great but even there they're so badly written like things like um there's she's got this friend who takes the um they need a van so they can drive to see this podcaster so her friend steals his brother's van and when he pulls up at at her place he's blasting out music and he's playing breaking the law um you know that breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah. Like, like that's just so badly. That's so on the nose. Like, yes, he's stolen a car. Let's play breaking the law. Um, and even though these people know each other for all of about an hour or two at this certain point, suddenly Millie Bobby Brown and the podcaster character have got this secret handshake that they do. And it's like, that, do you, did you really spend forty-five minutes of that hour that you've known each other that we didn't see you learning a secret handshake? I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 stupid. This always happens. I talk more about a movie, and suddenly I start to like it less. But but the King Kong stuff, and then the Godzilla stuff, and the fights were pretty good. There's a bit of a stupid fight where they're taking King Kong on a big like aircraft carrier, a big huge ship uh, ship to to some other place. Um, and Godzilla and King Kong apparently used to be rivals so godzilla hunts him down and suddenly they have this big fight and they're in the middle of the ocean so obviously they can't stand up godzilla can swim um king kong is standing on this huge ship there's a bit where he jumps and lands on a on another ship and then godzilla comes along and stands on it as well and the ship is just like rocking about the ship would in completely break in half the minute godzilla <laughs> or king kong touched it let alone jumped onto it so things like that just a little bit stupid but as long as you can sort of check your mind out just be like eh, this is this is a fun little film of big monsters fighting i can deal with it so it it was pretty good i i i feel like the people who who live in america who got to watch it technically for for free on hbo uh max probably did pretty well out of it i only paid fiver so i'm kind of happy with that and maybe it was because it was the first my first visit to the cinema in goodness knows how long but yeah it was fine so uh, but what i didn't think was that great and you haven't seen it you told me but army of the dead's launched on netflix now which is the next um uh, zach snyder film which we, we you know when we talked about justice league and we were saying about you know he likes to do his director's cuts where mm. he just puts every last little last bit that he's filmed into his films because he's like if if I wrote this it's worth filming, but generally yeah. they come out as director's cuts like Watchmen did and and Justice League because Netflix clearly has no time constraints, 
I feel like this was his director's cut from the start because it's so so long and so drawn out. Like the the whole intro sequence is uh, a pretty much a slow mo montage trying to introduce all the characters, but showing all the zombies running and rampaging through. Um, yeah, but, and it lasts about eight minutes. It's just the longest credit sequence I think I've ever seen. Insane. And what I didn't realize when he wrote it originally, it was a Dawn of the Dead sequel. Yeah. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, what? Why, why would he be doing a Dawn of the Dead? And then I, re- I remembered, oh, yeah, he did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Which wasn't that great, to be fair. I think, you know, that's probably the only Zack Snyder film I've not seen. Like I said, considering he, he, at least two of his films I, I love. Um, mm. But don't know. Um, and it, 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 do you know about the the sort of the controversy with one of the actors um there's a comedian called chris D'Elia and he got cancelled last last year uh i forget exactly what but some some big issue um mm-hmm. and they replaced him so they filmed this all of his parts they filmed completely everything the movie was finished and then they decided all right we're going to take him out we're going to recast him um and there's a there's a, a comedian called tig nataro who um the only thing i've ever seen her in she's in star trek discovery um and basically they replaced all his parts with her and she's mm-hmm. never she didn't meet any of the cast they filmed it all either on location uh digitally scrubbed him out and digitally then put her in we put filmed in front of green screen and it's it's weird i i almost wish i didn't know because the minute she turns up they sort of there's a scene where she's a helicopter pilot um and she's she's fixing up her helicopter and the two main characters kind of walk up towards her and there's a chain link fence between them and and one of the guys calls her and she's like oh hey it's a long time no see and they start talking about this mission they want to do whether they're going to go to vegas and whatnot but you never see them in the same scene it just it's them talking and it cuts over to her and it's i don't know whether it would have been obvious without knowing but it seems like it feels just really one-sided like she's clearly acting (laughs) against no one um and then there's a couple of bits where you can see that they've digitally put her in well whether you can see or not i i I could just about work like make it out um without you know because i probably because i knew and i don't know whether you would if you didn't so hopefully i haven't just ruined half the movie for everyone who had no idea that that was the case but yeah when you (laughs) see her just keep an eye out and it starts to become really really awkward and really apparent um but yeah (laughs) you said you didn't want to give it two and a half hours of your time i probably agree with that um do you think you'll give the prequel that they're doing army of thieves um any of your time apparently sorry it's finished film and it's not um it's not a Zack snyder film one of the actors in it it's right. going to netflix um and then also doing an anime called uh lost vegas yes yeah. as you say i've heard they, they went all in yeah well, only Netflix supposedly would give them this free reign. Everyone else was just like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll let you do a movie." But he was like, "No, I want to do this whole franchise." And Netflix were like, "Okay, great, go for it." Which, I mean, whatever you want to say about Zack Snyder, surely that's a almost a given. If Zack Snyder comes to you and says, "I've got this entire franchise for a, a zombie uh, movie," you, you you pretty much let him have a go, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Like a, 
that bit makes sense to be fair because well especially most recently with the whole like him being everywhere due to the justice league cut yeah exactly through, like i wonder if they knew that was coming they've, they've had to have done yeah. they've had to have done no one else would be like yeah go on then seeing as your last one was so well respected and it didn't go down very well the remake of dawn of the dead that that great so i can't imagine the... well, that was that was before he did 300 even though right mm. so he wasn't really an, a name at that point i don't think i don't know what he, he did before that but i know that you know it wasn't necessarily like Zack snyder's dawn of the dead where whereas pretty much after 300 it would have been yeah Zack snyder presents dawn of the dead yeah fair enough mm. and um Okay, so just to round out on movies, um, we surprisingly got the Eternals trailer yesterday. Yeah. So Monday this week. It's a weird, so it's a teaser again, isn't it? Because yeah. I was just like, Which oh, doesn't I wonder what this is actually going to be like. Teaser though, does it? Let's face it. Half the time it is like, here's, just, here's a trailer, but it's a long way in advance, so we're calling it a teaser trailer. Yeah. I'd, I don't know what to make of this. No. Okay. I, I think that's a good thing like the trailer for, for me the trailer is really good at just showing you like right okay look this is what the movie's gonna look like here's a really rough idea of who the eternals are but let's keep everything else uh, like secret and i think that's a good thing um mm. i mean it definitely it doesn't look like any other marvel movie we've had so far it looks you, you know it looks real do you know what i mean like everything's filmed on location which i suppose that's part of the point of having um what's her name chloe Zhao, who just won an oscar for nomadland mm. um she's well known for doing her sort of you know very real um adaptations of, of things um so it, a lot of the, at least what they showed in the trailer apart from obviously a little bit of cgi where they're doing magic and things like that it looked like they were there which is good i think that's a good a good thing um there was apparently a tweet um when i was sort of reading up on on it so um let me see where is it um this this yeah so th there's a supposedly a fairly well respected um sort of hollywood insider insider called eric weber and he'd originally said um before the joker came out he said joaquin phoenix was amazing he was going to win an oscar um and also the wonder woman 84 was going to be terrible um and people are like well do you know what he was right about those two things maybe he's right about this so apparently um he said just got a text from a high level source who tells me that chloe Zhao crushed the eternals and marvel is almost in disbelief about what they have on their hands wow yeah so if that's if that's accurate you know i don't think it'll be necessarily everyone's cup of tea people who are just expecting you know big explosions and fights and stuff. I, I think it's going to be quite a toned very, down. Yeah. Character driven. Yeah. Like, I'm, but I'm all, I'm all for that. To be honest, I'm different. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. I suppose it's, it's one of them, isn't it? It's like, if you would have told me ages ago that I would be <clears throat> well and truly into a film that had like a, a talking raccoon and a, a tree you you go. on adventures, yeah. I'd be like, you know what? No, I yeah. just I'm, I'm not into that at all. And yet, it turned out to be brilliant because it just it completely went against every expectation I've got. Yeah. With this, I'm just like I, I genuinely don't know what to expect from it. 
and like you said, it's it's so completely different than everything. That's, and I think that's what I'm liking so far about the the trailers for stuff that's coming out. Because mm. um, the the other one was it Shang Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi um, looks nothing like uh, like any of the other past Marvel films. Mm. This one looks nothing like a, a past Marvel film. So it's nice now that we're getting the break from it. It's like yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't even expected it to have tied in with the MCU up until the very last tiny little bit of the trailer when he's just like, yeah. we've, uh, we've Steve Rogers and Tony Stark now deceased and passed on. Who will lead the Avengers? And one of the guys like, I could lead the Avengers. And they all laugh. And like, that bit is the one bit. I was like, oh, so that's how it ties in. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I mean, the, the rough idea is that they've been living on, on earth for thousands of years, yeah. sort of shepherding the human race. So it looks like it's going to follow them right the way from when they arrive through to present day um but it's things like you know they, they're gonna have to show why they didn't get involved with thanos and things like that and there's there's a lot of unanswered questions but it, it, it i think it seems like yeah all of a sudden too, yeah you know why they are and i wonder if i wonder if they are then going to be majorly involved in future whether it's just still going to end with them like yeah we are still not getting involved this was just a, a movie about them so it's a bit more self-contained or whether they are going to be like you know uh all right okay i am going to go and lead the avengers now so yeah i, I think I, I think it'll tie in but i don't think they're going to be used as much as what i think people will be like hoping okay. for i think coming through um but but I yeah i i just well, don't know how interesting <clears throat> excuse me the characters would be in terms of well i don't know you, you know the just even things like costumes and powers and whatnot. There's something about the current stable and some of the ones that are coming up, which are very iconic. I just don't know whether any of these have got that to stand out as a, mm. as a troop. Brilliant. And I think it's going to bring in a lot of the cosmic stuff. Um, I mean, it's got to, it's, it, 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 yeah, uh, without, I don't want to sort of go into the whole story of it, but you know, you've got, if we're having a Fantastic Four film, you know, we, are we going to get Galactus? And this would start to nudge us in that direction of being able to have Galactus. Yeah, and yeah. that's probably the reason why you, you've literally gone out and done it, isn't it? It's got to Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, supposedly when Marvel decide they're going to make a movie, they sort of take pitches for ideas from different directors and writers and her pitch was just they said it was so unlike you know anything else that we'd heard of we were like yeah this this is the the way to go and i like that at least they're trying different things i'm sure we'll still get the you know ridiculous huge blockbuster oh yeah. crazy things you know i mean but it's nice to have something a bit different it reminded me almost of uh i don't know if you've ever seen cloud atlas um, no i never got around to it i it, it kind of got slated a lot but i really like it um it's very long and it, but it's it's a really interesting idea and the, the main thing is it's set over i mean not even thousands of years tens of thousands of years if not more um with different actors playing the same sort of the same characters throughout but different generations of this character um mm. uh, but yeah it feels it feels a little bit like that but hopefully it won't be as long and boring and draw, drawn out as far as other people are concerned <laughs> so fair enough i still well, liked it What's that again? While we are speaking of different things from Marvel. All right, um, okay. Things... I was going to move on to games then, but okay, let's stick with it. Have you watched the first episode of Modoc? 
Oh, no, I haven't yet. I have not. I will do. Oh, my days. Okay. Oh, In a good way? Days. It is exactly... And, and the weirdest thing is loads of the review. Like every review is good for it. Mm. There's not been like a bad review for it. But one of them, one of the reviews, the bits I took from it was when they said, it wouldn't be hard for it to say it's the best Marvel show that's been put on Disney Plus so far. Okay. And I was like, wow, really? Like I read that snippet before I watched it and don't get me wrong. Like it's not by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. <laughs> like, like still Mark, like hand, hands down, put Winter Soldier um, and Falcon above it. Fair enough. But it is genius. It mm. is amazingly funny. And, and when I say amazingly funny, it's because it's done by the robot chicken guys. Yeah. Like robot chicken has to be so rapid with their jokes that you literally can't stop just to try and take anything in. It's just like, right, like joke, 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 joke. And with this, they've had to try and pace it down because it's like a half hour show, not a like a sketch show. So they've tried to slow it down, but they haven't been able to put the brakes on completely. So like every other minute, there's just something so bizarre that's happening that you can't stop laughing. Like the Modoc is a fantastic character um, in this. Like he he's amazing. Um, I didn't know much about him, but you get to, <laughs> you get to know bits and pieces mm-hmm. from the literally. There's the only like, one episode, minutes. right, so far. Yeah, so yeah. far they're doing it. This is the only. Yeah, it's weekly because it's Hulu, it. really. Yeah, because it shouldn't. It like with Falcon Winter Soldier and One Division and stuff. I get why. You know, it's like, oh, you want people to talk about it and stuff like that. And, you know, it's it's something to, nice to have. With this, you could quite happily just stick it all on. Yeah. You know, you'd binge watch it all. Um, it's a stop motion, basically, mm-hmm. um, animated show, uh, which comes through. And it follows Modoc outside of his insane, I want to take over the world schemes. Right. Into his family life as well. Um, and I don't want to... I don't want to ruin it because you, you please, when we finish watching, uh, reading this, uh, reading this, when we finish doing this, can you just watch it? Because <laughs> it's only 25 minutes and it's genius. Um, I wholeheartedly recommend just getting, if you can get a seven day trial for Disney Plus if you haven't got it already, just just get it for this. It's mm. it's so funny. It's well and truly worth watching. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm always going to say his name wrong, Pat, Pat and Oswald. Yeah, who does, does, um, he, he, does he, he voices Modoc? Okay, uh, in it as well. Um, and we've got teasers for a guy who, um, who's coming into it, which is Nathan Fillion. Um, he's right. going to be playing a superhero at some point. Um, who's coming into this? Um, but I was. It's not based in the MCU. This one, so it's literally no. just a, a yeah. crazy. Like, he can do whatever he wants. Um, and yeah, he. But you do meet famous heroes and all that sort right. of stuff everything okay. is in this show um it's almost it almost sounds like their version of um the harley quinn cartoon that's yeah, not so based on anything else not in any other universe but you're going to start start to see lots of weird caricature versions of the you know the marvel heroes yeah so i was going to say i mean with, with this one um you, you get to see Iron Man in this one. I won't say what happens, but you right. get to meet Iron Man in this one. And it's only for like about a minute. 
Um, but it just it's because Modoc's so, <laughs> so no, he's not stupid, obviously, because right. he's one of the smartest people in the world, but he does okay. something so ridiculous that is that's the reason Iron Man turned up. Right, okay. Um to stop it. So it's just it's it's a brilliant like uh moment, um, but you can't stop laughing. Um and yeah, I was gonna say it's it's a hundred percent well worth a watch. Like I could not stop laughing the entire way through it. And it was one of the first few shows that I've gone like, oh, I'm gonna watch the next one. And cool. it's like, oh it's not that it's only, it's only the one like I can't believe I can't actually really watch it yet, <clears throat> which was frustrating. So I went back and started trying to catch back up again with Invincible. Mm. So I'm now on episode five. So I'm getting there. Okay, good. Yeah. Three yeah. left, I think, was the rate. Yeah, there's eight episodes. Yeah. So that's good. And then you'll you'll suddenly be able you'll understand the the meme that seems to be everywhere. Oh right, I don't think I've seen You've one. You've avoided yet. it. Good. Good. It's from the last episode, and it's literally just a spoiler, a massive spoiler at this stage. Right. Okay. So, Fair enough. Yeah, avoid anything. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, We've talked. We've talked enough about movies, Reg. We have, and we haven't got that much long. But there's there's two games things I want to talk about. Um, so obviously Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two was a pretty big hit, right? It was. Yeah, it was really good as well. I will definitely give it my the nod thumbs up because it it did play just like the original one, which is great. Scratch just that what edge. Wanted. Exactly. Exactly. Um. And it it was almost a given that there would be another one, I think, because of how big a, a deal this was. Question is, I guess, are they gonna make a brand new one from the scratch from scratch, or are they gonna do you know Pro Skate three and four in a double pack or something like that? Um, and the drummer, so Bam Margera's brother is a drummer in a punk band called CKY, um, and he did an interview on a podcast, and they they were talking about the game and they said to said to him have, have cky ever been on um on the soundtrack to tony hawks and he goes oh yeah we we're on the, the soundtrack for three and i'm pretty sure we're doing the new one <laughs> and that's apparently the closest to a confirmation we've got now the question is then so they were on the soundtrack to three does that mean that the next one is now a is going to be a remake of well like I say technically three and four even though i think four came way 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 later yeah didn't they go yeah. on they did three and then they did um Thug, underground yeah, yeah and, uh, american wasteland and then went back and did four so whether they'll take those two i don't know but or is it going to be from the ground up i'm not it feels like that would be a heck of a lot easier for them to do and we will just get yearly releases of remakes of the re-releases rather of the tony hawks games and i'm kind of all right with that uh, i but a new think, one was still be nice. Yeah, I, I, I think most people now would want new two. Two was the the pinnacle, was the masterpiece of of Tony Hawk's. And while the rest were good, nothing, yeah, in my well, opinion, lived up to two. So I think some of the gameplay mechanics they brought in with with Underground and American Wasteland, though, I think were way better than two in terms of playability. Yeah, two just was the one that just took off and everyone is so used to it and everyone has those those moves and the 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 maps memorized but they they i think they were better games um but they they did the right thing in terms of bringing the iconic one back i think but um yeah so i don't know i i i feel like it would at least add more sort of more 
playability to the whole thing and it would keep it they because they did change the the way the game played they it would keep it interesting i guess but i don't know i'm not sure what which way they'll they'll go with it to be honest i'm kind of fine with either way um yeah yeah. yeah, I would prefer new ones, but if they're going to bring back three or four, it's another nice opportunity to play them. Yeah. Um, and while we are on the subject, I know you did have one more other game thing you want to talk about, but while we're on the subject of old great, old school games okay. making a comeback, yeah. um, some bloody good news, Dan. Nice. Also going back to the olden conversation we had near the beginning of the pod um, about zombies. Okay. Through. What's your favourite zombie game? Um, favorite zombie game. That's right, Dan. That's mine too. Zombies ate my neighbors, which okay. is fantastic, and I'm glad that was your choice. All right, okay. I saw a copy of Stubbs the Zombie in CEX the other day on the original Xbox for 120 pounds, and I was like, "What? When? When? When did that suddenly have value?" It's because they've re- remastered it, haven't they, and brought it back out again. Oh yeah, so and let's buy the original. So now everyone's loving it. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I need that for my collection now. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's gone stupidly huge. Weird, weird. I don't even remember it being that great a game, but anyway. It wasn't. That's the sad thing. It really was. Yeah, Zombies Ain't My Neighbours is a, is a classic. It is. Oh. So, obviously, Lucasfilm um, games have now obviously come back out again and said they're going to start you know, doing some new games and, and bring back some of the old classics. Um, so, they teamed up with um, .emu. Um, and they're bringing yes. out enhanced versions of both Zombies Ate My Neighbours and Ghoul Patrol, which, okay. in my eyes, I don't know why people didn't love it as I much as Zombies Ate My Neighbours, because Ghoul Patrol was an awesome game. It was, you know, I mean, Zombies Ate My Neighbours, it will always be the cult classic. But Ghoul Patrol was still a, a great, great game. Um, and to bring it back with co-op um, and actually putting save bits in now, because you used to have to use passwords if you remember correctly, back in the olden days. Okay. Uh, you used to have a bit of paper, and every time you complete the level, you get a password. And yeah. You wrote down the password to continue well, on. You would buy the latest edition of, of Sega Power, and you would get the codes out of that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm just looking at Ghoul Patrol. I do not remember that game at all. Ah, oh, good. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they were great. Um, I loved them them both. Like I, I was obsessed with Zombies Out My Neighbours on the SNES. It was just yeah. an awesome game. Um, and then when Ghoul Patrol came out, I was like, nice. So I you know, obviously got slightly addicted to that as well. But damn, I loved that game. It mm. was they were so good. And yeah, the, I didn't even the, know there was a sequel to Zombies Out My Neighbours. But yeah, interesting. So that's coming out now. Um, it's going to be £14.99 of your English. For the both of them. And for the pair of them combined in the dual pack on both PS4, Xbox One, Switch and Steam and yep. GOG. Um, and as always with these types of things, uh, Limited Run are going to be doing crazy physical versions of, of course. games. Of course. We wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> no. But if you're like, oh, I do I do love my local co-op go-around murder things game. Mm. And I like it a bit more D&D themed. Okay. Obviously, we've got the new Dark Alliance game, which is coming out. Right. Which which looks, you know, awesome. It genuinely does look great. And that's coming out next month, the 22nd of June. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't wait any longer and you've been living under a rock for the past week, uh, if you go onto any of your, your console stores, you'll find the original Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 
is now on there for you to be able to purchase and play through. All right, now, okay. These games were ace back in the day. And when I first heard that this was the thing, I wanted to talk about it last week, um, but obviously I was unavailable to uh, to cast to the pod. Mm. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, my days, that on the Switch is going to be awesome. Hopefully they'll then do um, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel because that was just awesome. Yeah. Um, but I genuinely enjoyed Dark Alliance playing it with, with Dave many, many, many times through just because it was so much fun. And like back in the day, like thinking about it now, for that, that type of game, if someone said to me, Oh yeah, so if you wanna if you wanna play that now, you know, give, give me 35 quid, I'd be like, no. But back in the day I was like, oh 35, yeah, bargain. She's got so much playability yeah. on it. Yeah. Amazing. So now it's actually out on on the Switch, on the PlayStation and Xbox. And how much would you be willing to pay for it, Dan? Um so just a straight re-release. Just nothing. a straight re-release. They've done nothing to it at all. Literally okay. just re-release it. Okay. They've just made it so it will actually play. And it yep. doesn't go like, you know, hundred miles an hour like Commandos does. Um I would not want to pay more than ten to fifteen pounds, but I wouldn't pub- that's probably even a lot. But I'm guessing it's thirty quid. It is thirty english pounds well when the new one is going to be coming out for 35 quid mm. i mean jesus christ yeah it's, it's not even dark alliance one and two like it's literally the first one that they've done nothing to but added widescreen support so that it's not gonna have the big black boxes all over your t- your, your screen yeah for fucking 30 quid i mean that pretty much means that no one's going to buy it right i can't imagine that that is not the entire community's um reaction to it oh uh, no i I imagine there's going to be quite a few people are like oh sound Mm. but 30 fucking quid is just ridiculous i mean like even even shemmy one and two when that came out was only coming out like 20 quid yeah you know and that was just a just a straight re-release like this one it's not even like a hit you know Online, there's no online play to it, so you literally got to play at local co-op. So they haven't even added that to wow. it. They've added nothing to it at all. It's genuinely just that. But the amount of people that are that are like, oh yeah, that sound awesome, definitely getting that. Yeah, can't wait for that one. It's a bit steep, but really? it, I'll play it. And I'm like, wow. I, I just I figure that these people would already own it and would already probably be smart enough to know how to get it to play properly, like run it through DOSBox or something like that, where it all then run at a decent speed but now yep. they'll just spend 30 quid okay fair enough why not just just mental mm. don't don't quite get it like oh. i was looking forward to be like oh yeah i'll definitely play that so again on the switch i really enjoyed that but i'm not not spending 30 quid on it give it time steam no. sales are wonderful things <laughs> yeah that is true yeah um well just to to, to wrap it up i've been um getting pretty in depth with final fantasy 7 remake you'll be pleased to hear it um to the point where i'm i'm almost i'm contemplating because i'm at the same time on my vita when when we're watching something on tv i'm playing um persona 4 golden um and that's taking its time to drag me in it's sort of it's been a bit linear so far and it's just starting to open up the dungeon so it's getting a bit better but to the point where i'm like i want to know more about this this story i want to know 
I want to be able to know what what is different about the remake you know where the story's uh, branching off and you know did this character die when they did in this and blah 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 so I'm contemplating stopping Persona and, and picking up seven the original seven which i've already i already own um and then i'll eventually be able to play eight and you you know i can tell you how how much better it is or whatever you you think <laughs> or so, whatever i think it's not, yeah. not not your opinion it's exactly what i think which is correct yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see we'll and, see how I feel. eight is hands down the best art uh final fantasy game of of all time yeah. i will i will die on that hill exactly so i you know I will, I will get to it. Um, but there's the, oh, I'm on about chapter 15 and there's 18 chapters. So I am very close to the end, um, by the way. So, yes. And the good thing is it's pretty much within the first seven or eight hours of playing the original final fantasy seven. I'll be pretty much up to date with the story. Right. Cause it's yeah, I mean, pretty much literally it's Midgar and that's it. It's the, so anyway, um, have you heard about the, um, the, the action RPG, uh, Souls Light, um, yeah, spin-off of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Origin, which, which apparently is, is going to be based in the world of the very, very, very first original Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's it's an alternate world, isn't it, from the very first one? Yeah, um, which they're doing, which just sounds really bizarre. Mm, um, it's Team Ninja I, doing it as well, so it's. I it's, already own Final Fantasy Origins. This is. What was confusing for me? Final, well, Fantasy Final Fantasy Origins. Origins. Well, no, it's Final Fantasy Origin, singular. Right. I was going to say, because I um, I own that already. That's the one on the PS1, which was the re-release of, uh, of 1 and 2 together. Okay, yes, I can see that. I've, I've just Googled it. I remember the cover. Yeah, well, now this is going to be a... <laughs> A PS5 exclusive. Um, oh, and, yeah, timed exclusive, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. PC release later on. Um, so, yeah, Team Ninja did Neo, um, and apparently it's going to just be a very, very similar sort of game in style to that and Dark Souls, which sounds interesting. Um, and probably yeah, the most sounds... interesting bit is not that it'll matter to either of us because neither of us own PlayStation 5s, um, <laughs> but it's probably going to have a um, like an alpha demo released uh i think it said in june um but yeah pretty soon i I can't see the date that i read but but actually pretty soon june or july whenever e3 was supposed to be Uh, yeah so i think it's going to be july isn't it coming out because yeah square just started announcing loads of stuff haven't they um is what they're starting to come through with because they've just announced there's going to be a new dragons uh, quest game as well released this year right fair enough um, so that's coming out we're going to get more information on that in august so i think they'll probably release the thing in july and then this is going to be august yeah. and then we'll hear it more feels, about it feels like this year's e3 is going to be pretty pretty good <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean it's like a few sort of let down years but um i feel like we're at the the point where um you know ps5 now and xbox have both been out for for that you know that year or whatever it's time for the big guns to start to come out. People have had time to 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 learn how to make the best out of it. So I'm quite excited for this year, even if even though it's not a I mean, do you know what? It doesn't really matter that it's not a proper big in person E three because we never watched that. We just watched the you know, we just watched the, the live stuff, don't we? Yeah. The reveals, the uh the keynotes or whatever. So yeah. Anyway, that'll be exciting. Looking forward to it. No. And you know what else I'm looking forward to? Go on. I'm looking forward to the fact that Free Radical Design 
Oh, yes. A this real good a new Deep Silver studio. So, Time Splitters is a coming back. Yeah, a new Time Splitters, which I I don't know about. I, I, you know, I loved Time Splitters. Yeah, do you know both of them? Time Splitters and Time Splitters 2. Um, Time Splitters 1 was on PlayStation 2, wasn't it? And then Time yep. Splitters 2 was also on the Xbox. Am I remembering that right? I don't think it was. It was on the Split. Xbox as well. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was on the PS2 and Xbox. And I remember going around to my friend's house and we would play a bit of Tony Hawk's and we play a bit of Time Splitters. Uh, and that, that was sort of, that was what we would do, the multiplayer stuff. Um, and then when I got an Xbox, it was Time Splitters 2 and it was Halo, uh, you know, deathmatch sort of stuff. And I loved them, but I don't know how well they're necessarily going to translate to today. I feel like they're just going to battle royale it. No, to be, the story to be well, wasn't any to to sort of you know particularly remember. So it's all about the multiplayer, right? Well, to be fair, most people really enjoyed it mainly for the single player, and the actual multiplayer was was the added bonus, obviously, because the the map creators were, were great. Yeah, the game modes they put in it were fantastic. So they they don't have to battle up; they can literally just release it, like release multiplayer games, just online multiplayer, you know, mm. shoot fest, whatever they want to do with that. Or just do it Call of Duty where they put loads of money into the actual, you know, campaign part and no one plays it and you just do the multiplayer, which is the bit I'm looking forward to. Because I enough. really love the comedy they put into the, the single player and the, the story's great. Um, but yeah, the, the multiplayer games are fantastic. And it's mainly come about because obviously people have been wanting remasters and stuff for years. And then they put the arcade in uh, Homeland, uh, Homefront 2. Um, and they put, yeah, here's the first first two levels. Of it, but what oh, people you could didn't play know, time is, yeah, you could play Time Splitters too um, oh, no. in Homefront too. Right. What, well, he said what, that going for it. But what people didn't know was the fact that there was actual code for the full game to be unlocked somewhere in the game. Right. Um, but then apparently during the, they had to go back and do some shit to the actual Homefront too, and that game code got lost, and they had no other copies of this game code. So the the game code for Time Splitters two is now just out in the ether somewhere. Um, so they were paying people money to try and see if they could find it and sort it all out. Um, but people have been finding this arcade now and going like, oh, wow, yeah, look, oh, this is amazing. So they've gone, right, okay, you've asked for it. We finally listened and we've been working on plans to get the franchise right. back to life again. Um, I mean, I, I hope it's good. I just, I feel like it might be a bit of rose-tinted glasses. Um, that's That's my worry, but... You know, because it's it's the it's the, the the team pretty much behind Goldeneye, wasn't it? That was the big selling point of it. Yeah, but at the when Time Split, the first one came out, I remember that being the hype. Like, yeah, look, the people who did Time, uh, people who did Goldeneye are doing something new, and you know how rose-colored glasses have, have worked with that. You know, yeah. so I I don't know. I'm I'm worried. That's all. But and you know, end of the day, it's I'm probably not necessarily the target for it. <laughs> Fair no, I am. Um, I am looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be a rather, a rather nice experience to have it back. So. Yeah. Well, you're going to need to get yourself a console, aren't you, Reg? I am indeed, and I am, will be looking forward to purchasing one of them. However, Sony has just stated that they expect the um, the shortages <laughs> another of the year. PlayStation's going for another year, so yeah. probably yeah. won't be until 2023. It's- they still sold two to one on Xboxes, though, haven't they? Yeah, I was going to say, it's still like one of the best-selling consoles. I don't understand how when there's none available to fucking purchase. Exactly, but exactly. It's, and the one thing I don't I don't get, while we're talking about 
stuff being in short supply and whatnot. Okay. Have you seen how mental the fucking craze has gone again for the Pokemon cards over in America? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, I mean, it's YouTubers generally. It's their fault and Twitch streamers. It's just because of all the, uh, you know, unboxings and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you know about the, the whole Logan Paul thing where he bought uh, an original Gen 1. I think he bought two original Gen 1 boxes and then sold each pack individually before they got opened. So he, he like doubled his money just by selling the packs individually and then opened them on stream. And was like, okay, this is, you know, at whatever, uh, this is their pack. Look what you got. Oh, you got a shiny Charizard. Things like that. Wow. So someone actually paid money for him to open up their cards. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but he, he spent, he, he, he spent six figures on, on this original, very original box, like from the, the first ever release. Um, actually, I think he bought two as well, and then, then did, did that. So yeah, oh, absolutely. And cause you know, there's there's a couple of cards in there, especially that are worth pretty much what he almost what he paid for the box. So yeah, I think I mean obviously he made money back. I don't think anyone got. The, I don't think it was a very good box if I remember right. I don't think anyone got their money's worth out of the individual packs then that they they bought. Oh really? <laughs> got it. But I don't know. I, they might not have at the time, but who knows? It's probably doubled in price by now. Yeah. Well, I. Mm. I'm potentially going to be rolling in bank as well then, if that's okay. the case. Why have you got Pokemon cards somewhere? I've got Pokemon cards now, Dan. Now? I, yeah. Okay. I am now in that unfortunate situation where McDonald's oh, yes. has Pokemon as a Happy Meal toy. Of course they do. So you get Pokemon cards, and I've now got all of the pointing to the Pokemon cards and the telly to be like, can you put that on the telly? And then I'm like, oh, no. So Ash is like, oh, yeah. Pokemon, yeah, we love Pokemon growing up. And I was like, uh oh. And Oliver's like, huh, like pointing to that one. I'm like, um, Rockface. I think he's called Rockface because I don't know anything about it. It's now surpassed my knowledge of, like, oh, I could tell you all about Thomas the Tank Engine, Fireman Sam, Teen Titans Go, like, Thundercats, all that sort of stuff. Brilliant, not a problem. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's you, dude. I was just like, uh, I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea who any of these are now. But he, he was loving it. He was literally, like, laugh, as soon as they started laughing, he would start laughing in it. And, like, he would copy everything they were doing. Like, he thought yeah. everything was, was amazing. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, he was loving life. And I'm like, oh. Well, the the yeah. plus of that is, Reg, that, you know, eventually you can wean him off Pokemon and get him onto uh, Golden Sun. I cannot wait for that, Dan. <laughs> But that that needs to happen like now. Yeah. I so I can't. I've I've only been doing it for like I think it's a week now that they've been turning um into happy like happy meals have turned into Pokemon over here. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, I've had a week of Pokemon. And I'm like I don't understand how parents have done this for years. You think you think Pokemon Happy Meal stuff's bad? They're doing uh BTS and McDonald's have got stuff coming up soon. Apparently, that's going to be mm-hmm. a little bit mental. Mm-hmm. Mm. just don't get i mean we've got to say so they don't do happy meal breakfasts no like that's what i find utterly ridiculous but when he went to we started him at football practice now um, and he wasn't really that that bothered about going football practice so Mm. we sort of like no not bullied but we were like hey if you go football you can have a happy meal breakfast and he was like pardon 
I'm like, yeah, can I have a Happy Meal breakfast? And then we went to McDonald's and I was like, right, can I have a, a Happy Meal, but with like the breakfast stuff in? And they were like, no. I was like, oh, can I have a chicken nugget Happy Meal then? No. Huh. Okay. Can I pay for the Happy Meal toy? She was like, yes. I was like, cool. Can I pay for a Happy Meal box? <laughs> and um, a drink? She was like, uh, if I, I'll, I'll tell you what, can I pay for the Happy Meal box and the toy? And then I'll just have a sausage McMuffin meal, please. And I'll put it in the box myself. And the woman started laughing. And she was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it for you. And I was like, thank you. Fair enough. Well, there <laughs> so you go. You just invented got, something new there, Reg. That is a little bespoke Happy Meal breakfast. So he was buzzing about it. Um, but it just meant we had more Happy uh, more Pokemon cards. Mm. But they they look like the ones that... We used to like that. Yeah, we used to have when back in our day when they first came out. Like, I never used to have them, but it's no. got the blue back, back, back in with the Pokemon ball on it. I mean, they're, they're real Pokemon cards, Reg. Yeah, I just I didn't know if there would be like different types of Pokemon. I don't know, Dan. I'm, I'm clutching at straws, but they, the Pokemon cards and yeah, the so no, I've heard and I've heard. I'm wondering if I can tear in McDonald's apart. It's yeah. like the feet of the, the Szechuan sauce whole incident apparently in the states so i'm wondering if i can um if i can sell these for bank if i can do one of these unboxing ones <laughs> i don't know whether there are any you know chase cards like any super rare cards they're doing but yeah i'm not so sure reg i'm thinking maybe with my spin on what the the characters are okay then maybe i could like i could get it for the comedy value because i'm like yeah. oh look it's you know fuck yeah. those dick face Wow. Or, you know, someone not like that. Yeah. It, 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 it could be anything. It could, you know. As long as you're not teaching Oliver those those names. It could be fine. Smiley Rat Boy. Okay. Yeah. I'll do. <laughs> no, I don't know it anymore, Don. Oh, neither do I. And I neither do the people listening. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we leave it on that note. Exactly. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Always been a pleasure, Don. a long one as well, Reg. Never a talk about. There is work on yeah. behalf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you, and uh, we will see you again same time next week. Well, we have some awesome coming up on Friday, which you I was going to say, yeah, we never actually... A, um, special Nerdo D&D spin-off type thingy, my Bob. So, anyway, you'll find out on Friday, everyone. Yay! So, I want to talk about it, so we'll talk about it next week when you've listened to it. Yes. And we've played one more to make sure that it is actually yeah, there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks thanks again see you later doodles Bye.